Welcome to the Sleep Fairy Way podcast. I'm your host, Jessalyn Romney, a baby sleep consultant and a mother of four. I'm here to teach you everything I know about baby sleep, motherhood, postpartum, and more. I'm so happy you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited. We have Dr. Heather Rhodes here with us today. She is a hormone expert, and she's going to be sharing with us three things that you need to know about your hormones. And I just feel like hormones are such a huge topic. So I'm so excited to have her here, especially with all of us moms who have gone through pregnancy, who have gone through all these hormone changes. She's going to tell us what we need to know. Welcome, Heather. Thank you so much for being here today. Yay. I am so excited to be here. And as you were talking, I was thinking like, how did we narrow it down to three? <laughs> like three things. <laughs> so you probably, there's probably more, but we're going to hit on like the three things I think are the most pivotal and also like the most monumental because how many women have babies, go back to the doctors, like think like they're getting this support and this help to like make sure everything's, you know, balancing out and you're going to be normal again afterwards. And then they're not. And then they go back to the doctor and they're like, Hey, things aren't normal. And they're like, Oh, well, yeah, they'll that's get normal. Yeah, yeah like, that's exactly. Exactly. Like that's just what happens when you have kids like, Oh, you're just tired. You're just exhausted. You should just lose weight. It'll get better. Once your cycles start again, or once the baby weight comes off. Or totally. Like totally. Ugh. So yeah. I oh my gosh. There's so, there's so much. I can't, I can't wait to dive in with you because truly this is like the best topic ever. But first, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, how did you get into this in the first place? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I am traditionally trained as a pharmacist and part of going to pharmacy school is learning how do all of the drugs work in the body? So to know that you have to know, well, how does the body work? How does it talk to like different areas? How do the meds come in and change the way those signals are sent or ingredients are made, all that good stuff. And so that was great. Um, I did a residency afterwards, actually focusing in metabolism. So things like diabetes and high blood pressure and high cholesterol. And I realized pretty quickly that most people want to feel better. Most people don't want more medications. Most people don't want to be on medications their whole life, but the way the system is set up now is just like, well, here's a medicine, you're on it the rest of your life, good luck. And so there became this really big disconnect for me of being like, wait, 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 wait. You just taught me how all of these things in the body work. And now you're telling me the only way to fix them is with this chemical that somebody takes every day. But like, you just told me how it works. So what if we just fix what's wrong with how it works? Um, oh my gosh. And it was like such a big, I was like, wait, like, And that's what I started doing. I just started telling my patients like, okay, well, this is what's happening. This is why your blood sugar is crazy. This is how you can eat in a way that fixes it. This is why, you know, your blood pressure isn't regulated. This is what got off with that system. Yeah. You could take your blood pressure meds, or you could also do this. And what started happening was my clients started getting better, but my bosses started getting really angry (laughs) because they were like, you're not prescribing people medicine and like your numbers of people filling their prescriptions are down and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, because they don't, yeah. Isn't that a good thing? (laughs) Yeah. But you know, in the way our system is set up now, it's not a good thing because we have to follow the money. So, um, which actually I started working for a drug company, which I don't talk too much about. Um, 
writing clinical trials. And that was really the nail in the coffin for me. I quit that job and started my own company like the next day. Oh <laughs> my like, gosh. Oh. Um, so that's neither here nor there, but I eventually became the patient and that's what really changed things for me. I felt this and was like doing it and I was fine. Like being in the industry, like being like the crusader of like, well, I'm just going to show you guys. But then when I became the patient, when we were trying to get pregnant, it all really shifted because this was a subject where like, I didn't have the answers and I didn't know. I mean, we're given like one lecture on female hormones. And it's basically like, oh, they have some, you can give them birth control if it's a problem. Good luck. That's it. <laughs> this, this is how you don't get pregnant, but nobody oh actually tells you like, how do you get pregnant? I mean, yeah. I can remember I was a professor like at a PA school and, and still spent a year trying to get pregnant in like the complete wrong way. Like literally, I was just like, how does this happen? Like, how do you have this level of education, but nobody's actually taught you these things about being a woman and your body and that type of thing. And so what happened was when I finally was in a place where I didn't know the answers and I was relying on the medical system to like help me find them, I wasn't getting them. It was the same thing. It was like, well, you could take these fertility meds or you could try to lose weight or you could do this or that, or nobody was actually explaining to me, okay, this is what's happening in your body. This is why that's happening. These are some steps you can take to fix it. And then we're going to reconvene and see what happens next. Right. There was just never a plan. It was just like hot potato being shuffled with all these ideas. And it was just a mess. So that's when I decided like, okay, I'm going to have to figure, figure this out myself. And when I did, I started realizing that a lot of things I thought were normal, were not normal at all. So my PMS was just nuts. Um, I had lost my cycle for a very, very long time because I had been under eating and over exercising. Those were dots that no doctor ever put together. They were just like, well, we don't know why you lost your period. Like here's some medicines to make it start again. But knowing what I know now, I'm like, what? Like my whole reproductive system turned itself off. And you never asked me like, well, what are you eating? What are you doing every day? Is your body stressed? Are you exercise? Are you running five miles and doing CrossFit every day? And the answer to that was yes. Like I was this oh. big red sign, like flashing into the doctor's offices and they were all just like, oh, we don't know what's wrong with it. We don't know. Here's some birth control. Reset your system. Yeah. Oh exactly, my gosh. Exactly. So obviously not, I mean, those things just didn't work and I wasn't finding answers. So I, I decided to figure it out myself. And in that process, I realized, Hey, like the acne I thought was normal, wasn't normal. The, um, basically like complete dependence and reliance on ibuprofen for four days in my period, not normal. Um, and I remember even talking to my sister one time being like, well, what do you mean? Like, I just take six ibuprofen every day of my period and I feel fine. And and she was like, what? Like, I don't take ibuprofen during my period. I was like, what? Like, I just thought that's, that was just normal. Um, and then what really was my big red flag was I, I got in an argument with my husband and I remember being like exceptionally violent that week. And I actually picked up a chair over my head in the middle of a fight and threw it at him. I was smart enough to think like, I don't want this chair to break a wall, but like, I'm like, I mean, I was so aggressive and my period started the next day. And then I remembered like, okay, the last like four or five times I've had these big freak outs where I've been really shocked. Like what is wrong with me because of how aggressive I was, which I was not an aggressive person. 
my period started the next day every single time. And I was like, oh, like maybe that's a clue. Maybe that means something. So then I really dove into like figuring this out. I was pulling clinical trials. I was reading books. I was listening to podcasts. And then it all kind of came together because I learned how my female hormones worked. I learned how my body worked. I learned basically like, oh, this is this system that I have and it's been disrupted and there are things I can do to change it. And so I just simply started changing it. And that's when, I mean, honestly, like my life changed. <laughs> like, I mean, things I have been working really, really hard on, like trying to, you know, have this body, which is a whole part of the, the journey with weight and food and all of that. Once my body was working the way it was supposed to be, I saw that the, that effort I was putting in was working. Like I didn't have to be in the gym three hours a day. I could see results from 45 minutes. Like the body is supposed to. Um, I realized that I could have fertility again. I saw those markers all start to pick back up. Um, my moods, I, my period would just sneak up on me and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I wasn't a psychopath for the last week. This is so nice. I can like, (laughs) I mean, I was literally like thinking like, when can I schedule vacation so that I can be around people, but they not think I'm insane because these mood swings were just so aggressive. Um, I was sleeping again. I went through a really crazy bout of insomnia. So all of that to say it when you understand how your body works and it's designed to work so well, you can come in and help it work better. And that's really the key to hormones. I mean, if you hear nothing else I say about like what you need to know about hormones, I think the biggest piece is like, Hey, they can be fixed. It just is a little bit different than what you're being told. It's not the weight loss. It's not the crazy supplements. It's not that you have to have them tested, spending hundreds of dollars on that. Like it truly is that like, you just need to know how the body works first, and then you're going to get like your next best step. And then that's going to lead you to your next step. And the body is very, very good. I'm already getting into my points. I'm so sorry. No, um, you're good. You're good. This is so good. Is so good at self healing that when it has what it needs, it fixes things. And that is a belief that you have to have. I think as a female with hormones moving through fertility and postpartum and perimenopause, like you just have to know that your body can work in that way because you will either spend your entire life fighting against it or learning to work with it. And those two journeys look very, very different. And so having been on both of those two journeys, my goal now is like, I need everybody over here on this side because it can really be beautiful and a gift and it can add to the best parts of your life instead of feeling like they're taking away. Oh, Heather, this is so good. Oh my gosh. Everyone needs this information. Okay. So you said you're already going in. Is that your first thing you want people to know about hormones or let's just dive in? Like, let's go, let's go to number one and let's dive into it because everything you said, I mean, I'm like, so I've been following you for a long time. We've been talking for a long time. Like I am learning that and I've talked to friends too. I'm like, this is not normal to have like heavy, painful periods. This is not normal to have acne as a 30 year old woman. Like this is not normal to, you know, go through all of these things and then just like, here's some birth control. I bled for an entire year after my fourth baby. And they just kept saying, well, let's try a different birth control. Let's, and I tried like four different birth controls in a year and I never stopped bleeding until I stopped the birth control, got it out of my system and like went back to like, okay, where, where do I go from here without the medication? So there's just so much information out there. So, okay. Sorry. I 
like I said, we could talk about this forever, but what is the first thing you want people to know about their hormones? Okay. So the first thing is I really want you to understand your body's core design and function. So I'm going to kind of explain this, but as a female, every single month, your body is actually trying to get you pregnant, whether you want to get pregnant or not. Like that is what it is doing. That is why you release an egg and bleed every month. And so your body uses hormones to do that. So that's going to fall in line with your body's core design. It's like, okay, this is what we're meant to do every single month. It will always do that unless the priority that is the most important takes over. So when we look at your core design and function, the very first thing your body wants to do is keep you alive all day, every day. It's like, our goal is to keep your heart beating and you have mechanisms on every single cell in your body to make sure that it can respond if there is a threat to you, to make sure that if the body needs to change something to keep you alive, it will do it. A great example of this is like hypothermia, right? So like if you go into a super cold environment and it's really hard for your body to regulate, it will shift blood flow to your core organs, to like your heart, to keep your heart beating. This is why people get hypothermia on like their fingertips or the tips of their nose, because the body says, all right, the nose can go like we got the heart beating, right? Um, it literally is designed to respond to those changes. And so when we think about, okay, well, that's the body's first goal. The body's next goal as a female is to reproduce. And then the body's final goal is that it will always do this based off of patterns and routines that it gets from you. So you give the body signals. It says, okay, this is the pattern. Let us start shifting things in alignment with that. So once you know this, what can also be really helpful is understanding like, okay, well, how is the body doing this? Well, the same hormones the body uses to keep your heart beating, those are your stress hormones. They will always trump and determine what happens with your female hormones. And so living in 2023, our body is designed to be very sensitive and responsive to stress hormones because they're what keep us alive. And it's just that our environment elicits a really big stress hormone response nowadays, like way more than it ever should. And so that is changing the production of your female hormones, specifically progesterone. And I'm going to talk about that because that's the next, like point number three. But I think one thing that's really helpful for women to understand is like, okay, my body is designed to prioritize stress hormones. So if my body's getting these strong stress signals, if I'm feeling stressed out, then my body's already gotten a load of stress signals that is going to change my female hormone production. It's hard to explain this without a picture, but that's okay. But I'm so (laughs) excited with the picture, but the next part of that is that those female hormones are actually designed there to keep you safe and to help lower stress hormones as well so that you feel better. But when the stress signals are so high, the body's like, cut those girls out. Like we don't need anybody telling us to make less stress hormones. Stress hormones are how we are going to live. They are how we are going to survive. Ditch the female hormones. That is why most women experience hormone imbalance because the body has shifted priority from female hormones to keeping that system working and balanced and said, no, 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 we need to just like stay alive. This happens tenfold in postpartum because postpartum, you've literally just gone through a train wreck, right? Your body is like the most stressed it will ever be. And it has this 
mechanism that is meant to help you make that transition well when it gets a signal that you are safe and the threat is over. But most of us in postpartum, especially nowadays, it's not happening the way our bodies were designed. Our bodies were designed to function in a society where we were like hunter-gatherers. Like we have to remember that's the same system your body is using. So before when women delivered a baby, like they literally just sat in a tent for a month. Like, I mean, it was very much like, you don't have to go get the food. You don't have to go, you know, hunt a bear. Like, no, you just sit here and take care of that child. And a lot of times all the women did this in community. That doesn't really happen anymore. Like you have a baby. And a lot of times, if you're lucky enough that your husband has paternal leave, you get two weeks maybe to sit and sleep. Other than that, like you're up, you're moving, you're all, you're producing, you're feeding, you you might even be responsible for your meals. So thinking about the body being in this heightened stress state, and then we go through a postpartum period and the body not necessarily getting the signals that it needs to make these female hormones to help lower the stress because the environment shouldn't be as stressful as it is it really throws things off and the body will continue that pattern. Remember the third point is, Hey, like the body just follows the patterns it gets. It'll continue that pattern until it gets what it needs. And 90% of women go through postpartum and never learn what does their body need to recover and reset really, really well. And this is why I see a lot of the women that end up with issues similar to what you described of like, Hey, I had a hormone problem where like my hormones were just jacked for a year. It usually isn't the first baby that that happens with. It's when you're taking care of other kids while you have a newborn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Start to reset at like a lower functioning level. Mm -hmm. And then, so this is the second point is that what actually drives your hormone balance is your metabolism. And so metabolism isn't just like calories in versus calories out. Metabolism is your body's understanding of how is it supposed to use the energy that it's getting. So let's think about this. You're in a postpartum period. You're not sleeping super great. You're pretty stressed. Your body's stressed. Your body's nutrient needs are like triple what they've always been because it's trying to heal tissues. It's trying to make enough calories to fuel a whole other whole human. It's also trying to compensate for the lack of rest. Some of your organs are getting because you're not sleeping very well. And then you've probably also lost a ton of minerals. And so when you're sitting in this state, And you've never learned, how do I actually nourish my body? Like, what does nutrition for my body look like? And you potentially don't have like the resources or the time or all the things to get that in. Your body just adapts to what's there. And it's like, all right, we don't have a ton of resources. So we're not going to really do a lot of resetting. We're going to shift the resources we have to just like keeping current lives. Surviving. Yeah. And it stays on that pattern until something changes, which can mean a lot of times that women stay with that like small imbalance and then they get pregnant again. And then they have the next imbalance, which just like deepens it a little bit more. Think about like a C-section scar. You just kept cutting that same spot. It gets Mm. thick. That scar tissue gets deeper. And that's kind of what happens with hormone imbalance and metabolism, because when the body says, okay, we don't have enough energy coming in. We need to go into conservation mode starts Mm -hmm. conserving energy. And when the body's conserving energy, it's not putting energy out, which means all of your organs are functioning just a little less effective. Your gut's slowing down just a little, your liver's slowing down just a little. Um, We start to see that the body's ability to detox 
slows down just a little. Well, over time, this little bit starts to create inflammation, starts to create some gut deficiencies, starts to create some issues with sleeping and blood sugar regulation, because all the organs are just kind of functioning a little less effectively. And you don't have those female hormones to come in there and speed everything up like it's supposed to. And so this is kind of the cycle that I see women get in where they're doing things that feel healthy. They're eating low calorie, they're working out, they're getting their body back. They're doing these things that they feel should be, you know, what society has told them is healthy, but actually those things are slowly turning your metabolism down. And over time, a slow metabolism means hormone imbalance because that's, that is how your organs are functioning. And if your organs are functioning low and slow, they're not making hormones and breaking them down and clearing toxins and decreasing inflammation and shifting out energy. They're like, no, no, no. We need to start storing energy. Um, and so hopefully do you have questions? Does that make sense? No, well, this, this is making so much, no, this okay. is making perfect sense. So basically, I mean, postpartum, like everyone who listens to this is basically moms have newborns, they're pregnant, something like that. So that is the perfect storm for everything you're describing because our bodies go through stress. We have the stress hormone. So basically our body either makes cortisol or progesterone. And when we're stressed, the progesterone's like, see you later, I'm out of here. So our body's like overtaken by cortisol. Then we have a baby and we're lacking nutrients. And so we're just shoving whatever we can in our faces, no nutrients involved. So the combination of the stress, the overwhelm, the lack of sleep, the lack of nutrition, no wonder our systems are out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think like there's the pieces to this too, that like absolutely come into play is that what do you do to fix it? Exactly. That that was my next question is like, where, where do women go from here? Because we don't know what to do. We go to our doctor and they're like, this is normal. Everything's fine. This is normal. Here's some birth control. And then we, because we're at our medical professional's office and we trust them, we're like, okay, thank you. We take the birth control and we hope for the best. And I think that that cycle is just on repeat. I've That's been on repeat for me for the last, I stopped birth control after my second. So it's been about two and a half years. That's the first time in over 10 years that I haven't been on birth control in some way, shape or form, unless I was pregnant. And I just wish I would have known about this so much sooner. Um, but now I'm kind of at a place and like, I know we've been talking about, I'm just kind of at, kind of at a place where I feel like everything I've been told and everything I've been taught is like, wait, what? Like, this isn't, this isn't actually how it's supposed to be. Like, I actually am not supposed to just take a hormone pill to cover everything, cover everything up that's going on. So instead of going that route where, you know, we just kind of, we trust them, we take the medicine and we move on, but everything's still messed up. Where do women go from here? Where can we even turn? And what can we do when we feel that way to get back to how our bodies are supposed to function? Like, I know that's a loaded question because I know you like teach this, but what's like the top one or two things that women can do to like, where do they start? Okay. That was actually my point number three. Okay. Okay. Good. Perfect. Perfect. Progesterone is the place to start. And you just, I'm going to backtrack us a little bit just to have what you said. Okay. The body chooses we're making progesterone or we're making cortisol. If it says, you know what? progesterone lowers cortisol levels. We need the cortisol here to keep us alive and functioning. So progesterone just, it's out. It's like, bye. What 
that means is that now you're kind of in this place where the body doesn't have what it needs to make enough progesterone, but that doubles down on the chaos because progesterone's job is to help speed up the metabolism. It is to help calm down the cortisol. It is to help regulate estrogen. And so a lot of the symptoms I see women have when they're struggling and they're kind of caught up in this cycle, brain fog, insomnia, stubborn weight, ADD, um, symptoms or like ADHD symptoms, um, PMS, mood swings, depression, anxiety, difficulty sleeping either right before their cycle or all the time, if it's bad enough or twice a month. Right. So I'll see clients that'll say like, Hey, I'm getting these migraines and I'm having spotting right. Like when I think I should be ovulating if, if they're tracking their cycle. And it's also happening right before my period starts. These are all signs that your estrogen has like taken over estrogen and cortisol pair up. And they're like, Hey, we're good. Like it's you and me ride or die. Well, progesterone's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. The problem is that your body cannot start making more progesterone unless we figured out why did this happen in the first place? Mm-hmm. So that's like the first thing I think is like, okay, well, we need to go a layer deep because what you just said in that scenario with the provider is that you go to them and you say like, Hey, I feel all of these things. And they're like, Oh, well, it's normal. Here's birth control. The problem with that is what you're feeling is a symptom of something deeper, most likely a symptom of a slowed down metabolism and low progesterone. That's almost always what it is for like 90% of my clients, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is rather than us speed up the metabolism to help you, it's just like, oh, well, here's birth control. Well, the problem with that is now you're putting birth control on top of a body that is being ran by estrogen, cortisol, and a slowed metabolism. That means that birth control is not going to even have the effect it's supposed to. Well, I shouldn't say the effect it's supposed to. It it will, you know, prevent ovulation, but it's usually going to come with a lot of side effects because the system's broken. You have evidence the system isn't working. And we just said, oh, well, the system's not working. Okay, well, we're just going to like put this thing in there instead. And it's like, no, like you have to fix the machine. It's like if your toilet was broken and you're like, well, we're just going to use a different toilet paper. It's like, no, like <laughs> go in and fix the plumbing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a different toilet paper is not going to help anything, but what's going to happen if you use that toilet paper? It's going to be really bad. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, this toilet paper is ruining me, which is exactly what's happening with the birth control. You're not tolerating it. You're bleeding through it because your metabolism is screwed up and yeah. nobody's helping you fix your metabolism. The birth control is honestly just slowing it down mm-hmm. and it's already slowed. So we need to take this different approach. So, um, thinking about, okay, where do we start? So we're going to start with basically progesterone and metabolism because those are the first two places. And it's interesting. It's like, well, why would you start with one versus the other, but they work hand in hand. So speeding up your metabolism is how we boost progesterone levels. Boosting Mm -hmm. progesterone levels helps to speed up metabolism. So I like to start with clients by first looking, you know, this, we've talked about this, your basal body type. Mm-hmm. Let us take a peek at what is potentially driving this imbalance. And so um, basal body temps is something that I think get a really bad reputation because the only time we're ever really taught about them is when we're trying to get pregnant. And there's a lot of women out there who number one, never had to try to get pregnant. Who number yeah. two, like we're told a lot of inaccurate things about that. They're told like, you have to wake up at the same time every single morning and you can't drink and you can't sleep in on the weekends. And like, you can't do all of this stuff. It's just like, well, I'm not doing that. Like, how is that going to work? Yeah. Yeah. 
And that's just not true. Like you can absolutely use your basal body times as a, as a way to check in and see what your body's needing. Just like you would, if you woke up and like started thinking like, how do I feel today? Like, does my stomach hurt or not? Like, it's literally just a quick check-in. Um, and so what that will show us is a couple of different things. Your, your cycle itself is giving us some insight into your estrogen and progesterone, not just the levels, but how they're interacting together. So basal body tense, besides them being free, they're also dynamic. So I'm not just taking a snapshot of a level and trying to fix you based off of that level. I'm looking over an entire month and I'm seeing like, okay, is she making progesterone? Once she makes it, what happens to it? Is estrogen coming in and bullying this progesterone level down? Is her progesterone like dying off too quickly to show me like, oh, she doesn't have enough of the ingredients to make more. It's gonna show us not just what's happening, but it's going to point us to why. The number one thing you could walk away with is thinking like, I just need to keep asking why. Like, what is my next layer? Because there's always an answer. It's just like, a lot of times, I don't think physicians really know it. Um, and I say this being somebody who's worked with amazing doctors. And this was how my clinic got started. I did a presentation and I, and I was talking about PCOS and I was like, this is what it is. This is how we fix it. Like, you know, whatever. And the doctors were like, we were never taught this. We've never heard this. We've only heard to just give them metformin and go on their way. Yeah. And so That's literally I was on metformin for years until it got recalled because I was told I have to be on birth control and metformin my whole life because I have PCOS. And they're like, that's just what you have to do. And I was like, okay. And that's what I did for years and years. And then I was like, and then if I would stop it, my skin would instantly break out. I would go three months without a period. I would get cysts, like everything would just go nuts. And now you know why, because you had a slow metabolism. PCOS is a metabolism disorder anyways. You had a slow metabolism. They put birth control on top, slowed it down even further. You never got the tools you needed to speed it back up. So you're just stuck in that cycle over and over yep. again. Yep. So I did this training explaining it. They were like, oh my gosh, we've never heard of this. And literally, I kid you not, I came in the next day and my schedule was booked full for four months because they were like, we don't know how to help people with this. And we have so many women struggling with this that like, they just need, you just need to come manage it. Um, and that's when actually my brain was like, hold on, if I can do this with this population of, you know, 200 women, then there's like thousands out there that that are going to doctor's offices just like this and being told this exact same thing. And that is just not a standard I'm okay with. So anyways, um, that when we take the approach of looking deeper at like what is going on and why that's when we can really see more what's happening. So for someone, it might be that they're not ovulating at all. So they might be experiencing PCOS where their body's attempting ovulation but it's not happening. And I want to look at why, why does your body not have what it needs to ovulate? Because this, the tools are there. So where is there a disruption? Um, and I can look at a basal body temp chart and I can see that I can see like, Oh, well, your temps are all super low. So we need to figure out, okay, is it low because the metabolism is having a hard time sending the signal from the brain to the ovaries because it doesn't feel safe or is it low because your body's just undernourished and we need to really like balance those, those nourishment markers out a little bit. It's almost always one of those two things. Um, or are you somebody who's ovulating the first attempt every single time, but you just have a really short amount of progesterone that's being released. Okay. 
then I'm going to look at, at some other markers for you. I'm going to say, all right, well, let's look at metabolism. Okay. Let's look at what your day-to-day -day looks like. Let's look at your sleep. Like, let's look at your liver. Um, and they're not like, when I say, let's look at it, I'm not meaning like, let's do a whole bunch of blood tests. I'm just meaning like, let's look at your day-to-day, -day, the signals your body is getting, because it's following the pattern you set. Your body can't do something haywire. It's literally a computer. If I press the letter K on my computer, the letter K is going to show up. That is how your body's designed. So if you're getting a whole bunch of K's on your computer, you're pressing that button. It's just, you probably don't know it. So that's where I come in of like, okay, let's see what's happening in your day-to-day -day that is giving the body the signal that this is what it needs to do. Because there is a reason the body is doing it. It cannot just do it like for giggles. Like it Without being told to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like something you're doing is telling your body to do this or your body is functioning under that core design where it's like, it doesn't feel safe. So it's like doing it because it thinks it needs to, to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that happen, especially in that postpartum time frame. that, especially with women that like, again, we're told is healthy, but really it's sending our body stress signals. So I think about, you know, what do you do to stay awake feeding a baby at night? Well, you, you get out your phone. And you look at TikToks and you Amazon and like you shop or whatever, right? Just to like keep you awake. Well, that blue light is actually sending stress signals to your brain. Maybe you are waking up first thing in the morning to try to get your workout in while your kids are. So hopefully they've taken your course and they're sleeping. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you, you know, are, are having these super early wakeups after only getting like five hours of sleep. And over time, your body doesn't think you're waking up to work out. Your body thinks you're waking up because there's a threat. It's like, oh my gosh, there's a bear that chases her every single morning. <laughs> we need to slow things down so we have enough energy to run from this bear. And then what do you do? You, you haven't lost the postpartum weight. So somebody's like, you should try intermittent fasting. Oh, don't get me started on that. And then, <laughs> like your body's like, oh, well, now we're starving. We don't live in a location where food's available and there's a bear chasing us. And we have four other humans to take care of. Like, absolutely no way should we be safe and releasing energy. We need to store everything to survive this. Um, and hey, so, can I ask you a question about yeah, that? Yeah. So this is because I feel like every mom that I work with, every mom that I talk to, they're like, I feel so stressed. I feel so overwhelmed. And so how do, how do we, when we are in stressful situations what feels like all the time, how do you tell your body, you don't need to re release cortisol. Let's, let's do progesterone instead. When your environment itself feels stressful, when people are overwhelmed at having a new baby, when people are overwhelmed with taking care of a toddler while having a newborn, like how it feels women I've talked to, they're like, I just feel so out of control. Like, I don't know how to not be stressed about that. Right. A lot of times feeling out of control actually means that we're missing. Like we want to have that control by doing something when actually we need to get the control by learning something. Mm. So to me, a lot of times women feel out of control because they don't understand what their body needs. So they feel out of control. So that's actually what I teach. I mean, that is, if you had to sum up my program, it would be what you just described. <laughs> like, <how laughs> Tell your body to calm the cortisol and make more progesterone when you can't change your life circumstances, mm. because it's not just about how you feel. So like, yes, we'll work on thoughts and mindsets and that type of thing, 
but it's more so what is the actual signal your body is getting? Because if we can give your body a new signal, it will start calming down those feelings of overwhelm. Overwhelm also is usually like somebody just not knowing the next right step. We get overwhelmed and we're thinking like way too far ahead because we don't know like what is the first step that I take right now. You know, think mm-hmm. about with your clients, think about a baby that doesn't know how to sleep. Like yeah. we can't think about, you know, okay, this is what you're going to do on night 15. You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like this is what we're doing tonight. And yeah. what we do tonight is going to make it a little bit easier. It's just a deposit so mm-hmm. that what we do tomorrow night will be just a little bit more effective. Mm-hmm. And then what we do the next night, we're creating these new routines. We're giving the body new signals. It's literally like exactly like sleep training. I, I talk about this all the time, actually, because like <laughs> what you're doing is, is giving the baby a skill. Mm-hmm. You're teaching the baby's body. This is how you do this. Yeah. And that's what we do when we help you to balance your hormones is I'm giving you a skill of like, okay, this is how your body and your brain works. Very similar. Again, when you're sleep training, you're like, okay, this is how the baby works. This is what the mm-hmm. baby needs this is what it's not getting. I'm doing the same thing for your body. This is what it needs this is what it's not getting. Um, and so a lot of it is addressing the body works in a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to start at the bottom level first and then work your way up, which is why I can't just say like, okay, this is how you fix it. It kind of, it's does. not just like take deep breaths, which like, okay, right. sorry, that's not going to yeah. solve my hormones. Yeah. <laughs> because That's like at the top of the pyramid. So if you think right. about an actual, like the food pyramid or something, which is horrible, but if you think about an actual pyramid, <laughs> the bottom layer has to be fixed first before mm-hmm. you move up to the other one. Yeah. So what 99% of women are doing is trying to hit all of these things at the top of the triangle and they've never addressed the bottom layer because the nobody base. taught them this is the hierarchy your body works in. If mm-hmm. you're focusing on trying to eat cleaner or trying to cut gluten or trying to cut dairy or um, trying to fast or trying to find sup- the right supplements, like you're at the top of the triangle. That's yep. only going to be as effective as the base that you have. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of our clients, that's why I like to see kind of where they're at. Yeah. So that I can see like, what needs are we missing and where do we want to start? You know? So if I, you know, just thinking about you was like, okay, I, I want you to tell me like why my baby won't sleep. Well, you're going to have some questions. Like totally okay, like well, literally give more... me every detail I can possibly exactly. have exactly. so I can analyze the entire situation. We're going to peel back the layers and then we can dive in. That's exactly yeah. what I do for your body. It's like, it's again, it's a skill and it's almost like a different language because you know what the baby needs to sleep mm-hmm. and you want to see what they're doing to find where the disconnect is. Totally. The exact same thing. I know what the body needs to make these hormones, but I need to know what you're doing so I can find that disconnect. And then we just make simple shifts. So I'm talking like a 10% shift in the things you're already doing, which is why I think our program is so effective for women that are really stressed and overwhelmed because I'm not giving you a meal plan you found on Pinterest that you have to go order all these new groceries and meal prep and all. No, like we're literally just doing the things that work in the routine you already have, but shift, I mean, turning the dial 10%. And over time, the body starts responding that so that the next 10% is easier. And the next 10% is easier because you are working in alignment with the system your body already has in place. You are not fighting it anymore. And so Again, for one mom, it might be like, hey, you know what? Like it's your sleep is what we're going to have to tackle first. So let's think about what is going to make it easier for you to sleep. 
it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to bed earlier. It might mean your body's having a hard time sleeping because there's something going on with your blood sugar. So I'm going to address that first and say like, okay, this is actually going to help you sleep. For another mom, it might be that um, her metabolism is slowed down because she's just like completely nutrient deficient. And I'm like, okay, we need to look at what's going on with the foods you are eating and how do we just add that like 10% so that your body gets a little bit more of what it needs. And when it does, it's going to actually start making more progesterone, which is going to turn down this cortisol, which is going to decrease this inflammation, which means you're going to sleep better, which means you're going to be more patient with your kids, which means you're not running through this cycle of expectations for yourself that you aren't meeting. And look at how many stressors I just hit with that one change like one change. And we just hit inflammation. We hit expectations. Like we hit all of these stressors that are making you feel overwhelmed. You're not overwhelmed and you're not out of control for any reason other than you don't know your next best step. And that's what we need to look at. It's just like, what is this step for you so that you can see that cascade because your body, it does it again, just like the plumber. We don't need new toilet paper. Like you just need somebody to come in there, pull the pipe out, flush the toilet and then you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I love about what you teach is that's like the very first reason I started following you. Like I said, I've been, I've been following you for years, but when I very first started, I think the very first thing you said is something along the lines of like, you don't need to change your entire life. Like so many things you see are like cut out every single thing, only eat organic, nothing else, like no anything. It's like eat meat and veggies and that, you know, work out all this, you know, two hours a day. And when I saw you, you're like, you can still live a very normal life and live the way you're living right now. We will make tiny changes that will make a huge difference. And I was like, that's what people need to hear because I think a lot of people put it off because it feels too overwhelming. The very thought of changing their entire life feels too overwhelming, especially for moms who already feel like their world just got rocked by a new baby. Yeah, exactly. Which is so, again, it's so similar to what you teach. Like we kind of avoid, like, at least I did like going down the route of sleep training. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I can't just like throw my kid in a room and leave them for two days. <laughs> like, yeah, like, which, you know, like, which, which is, is like, not, not what sleep training is totally. Exactly. But it feels so overwhelming to be like, how do I take that next step? Because this is what I think it's going to be. Totally. And it's just because there's a lot of like information out there. That's just not not why right like yeah. when you're doing anything without someone helping to look at why is this happening mm-hmm. you're going to end up in these what I like to call like pressure situations so a pressure yep. situation is where um you are getting control by putting a lot of pressure on yourself to do something right so it mm-hmm. feels like this temporary reward because you feel in control again so you get a little bit of a dopamine hit but then you don't actually get re- uh, results because your body doesn't have anything to stand on. It's just standing on that control. And that control will only last for so long. If something's broken, it can only go so long before it actually needs fixed, you know? Um, and so it's, it's kind of that same thing of like, Hey, these pressure solutions that you're going after, they're not it. And that's why you feel even more frustrated, even more overwhelmed, because now you're like, oh my gosh, I've tried everything, but you probably haven't tried everything. You've just gotten control in a lot of different ways that didn't line up with what your body really needs, which is probably for you to let go of that desire for control and grab onto the desire to learn and practice a skill that feels 
um, like letting go a little bit. Like you have to trust your body to do what it needs to do. Totally. And that actually makes it easier for you, but we feel really uncomfortable in it sometimes, which is why you need support. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, I'm sure this is, I mean, this is how I have felt for the last 10 years. And I know that people who are sleep training feel this way. They Google how to get my baby to sleep, how to fix my hormones. Everything comes up and then every day they're trying something different. And it's like, of course your baby's not sleeping. Of course your hormones are out of whack. You're trying something different every day and your baby has no idea what to do. Your body has no idea what to do. Like in both of these situations, it's just, there's so much information. And so that's why I love that you simplify it. And it's like, let me just walk you through it. Like, I will tell you exactly what to do, how to do it. And we're going to do this together and your life is going to change because of it. Yeah. And you know what you just said too, like the link between what you just said about like the baby doesn't know what to do. Your body doesn't know what to do. It's that third pillar of your core design and function. The body follows patterns. Mm-hmm. It needs consistency. Exactly. Like it cannot function without it. It responds to every single thing you do. But if you're doing something different every day, it's, it, it just is like, I don't know. It doesn't do. know what to grab onto. Exactly. That's the underlying link because the baby's body is the same body as with you as a female. And so I always say babies are humans too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's so good. So yeah, I just think again, it is, it's almost a movement of being a little bit countercultural because Mm -hmm. what gets people a quick high, a quick buy, a quick way of make money is those pressure control tactics. Mm -hmm. If you are Googling and you're feeling like, okay, like this is it, this is going to work. Let me get all my ducks in a row. Like this is the new hot thing, or this is definitely, you know, that feeling. I know that I can even see that feeling in terms of like things I've done for my business where I've been like, well, this is going to be it. This is going to be totally and everything's going to fall into place. And like that is using sales psychology to trick you. It is tricking you. Right. And so I always tell people like you have got to learn how to like, and this is the countercultural piece of like, nope, we screen things for, am I going to learn? Is it going to take practice? Am I okay putting some effort in because I want a lot out? It can be easier than you expect. Absolutely. But it's not going to be this like magical fix that you're just going to do forever because you'll only eat a steak for dinner the rest of your life. Carnivore is like <laughs> thing right now. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, people. Um, right. But like, if it feels big and flashy, it's probably not going to have the substance you need. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I have kind of going into that. I just have one more question and then I will w- wrap this up and let you go because I could talk about this all day, but what do you have to say about, I feel like hormone replacement therapy is so big right now. Everybody goes in, they get their hormones tested, and then they're getting all these, you know, shots and pills and everything to just kind of replace those hormones. Um, do you, what do you think about that? Do you think that's like an effective way to do things? Or is that literally basically birth control, like just putting synthetic hormones in your body? Yeah. So basically what's happening is, um, so the way your body makes hormones is coming back to two things, the signal and the ingredients, your Mm -hmm. metabolism is what determines both of those, right? So the signal from the brain to the ovaries, it says, Hey, go make this hormone. And then your body having the ingredients it needs to make it. So does your body have enough calories overall? Does your body have the minerals you need? Does your body have, um, the actual structure? So like uh, hormones are actually made out of fat molecules. So you have to be eating enough fat to make enough hormones. Um, 
but then your body can only make hormones if there's enough energy there, which is carbs. So you have to be eating enough carbs for your body to have the energy it needs to make the fat hormones. And so anyways, there's going to be a disruption in one of those two places. When you take a a hormone from the outside, it Mm -hmm. actually sends a signal back to the brain that says you need to make less of this hormone. So if you're struggling with having enough progesterone Mm -hmm. and you use a progesterone cream or pro plus, which again, I have nothing against, um, young living, but I do not like that. I've seen that product marketed a lot without clarity that this is a progesterone supplement. This has progesterone in it, Mm. um, because it does. And even in its, I won't go down there, but um, (laughs) it's just, everybody thinks like, this is natural. This is natural. And progesterone creams available over the counter. So people think like, oh, it's just a supplement, but like, no, 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 no. Like this is a hormone that's sending a signal back to your brain that tells your brain, don't make any more progesterone. We have enough. So if the Mm. underlying problem is that you're not making progesterone, we know it's coming back to a reason. Why is your body not making enough progesterone? It's the signal or the ingredients, Mm -hmm. most likely because your metabolism is slowed down. So yes, you can put that cream on your body and it will sit in the little parking spot that progesterone has, but it will not have the same effects your body's progesterone does. Your body's progesterone speeds up your metabolism. It controls those symptoms of estrogen dominance. It helps you to have a more calm, balanced mood. It helps you sleep. It prevents depression. That's what your body's progesterone is doing. The progesterone that's just sitting in the parking lot because you put it on your skin it's just sitting in that parking lot. You might feel better for a couple of weeks, but eventually the same problem is still happening. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to need more and more and more of it. And then eventually you kind of get to this point where the more you have for just all hormones, basically they work in a really great way until they reach a tipping point, which is where, Hey, if you have any more than this level, you're going to start feeling not so great. And progesterone has that too, even though it's my favorite hormone that I think is queen. If you hit that tipping point, you're not going to feel so good on progesterone. That tipping point will only happen if you're using a synthetic. Your body does not overproduce it. Typically, the body doesn't even overproduce estrogen. It's usually just that your body doesn't get the estrogen out effectively enough. So that's what estrogen dominance is. It's not always that your body's making a ton of estrogen. Um, so I, I am not a fan of hormone replacement therapy because I find that it's kind of just as much of a band-aid as some of the other options are. Yeah. Um, it would kind of be like, you know, band-aid sleep tricks, like if yeah. I think of one right now, but I, well, I can actually, if I, well, he falls asleep when I hold him. So I'm just going to hold him every night. Like he's not mm-hmm. learning that skill. Yep. He's not fixing why he's, I have boys. That's why I keep saying he, um, <laughs> why he's actually not falling asleep. His brain isn't making those strong connections that are going to last him through a regression. It's the same thing that's happening with the synthetics and the hormone replacement therapy and all of that. And I used to say like, well, there's a place for them in menopause or perimenopause. And I don't really believe that so much anymore either. Um, I find that a lot of the symptoms people have of hormone imbalances are symptoms of Yes, the hormones being off, but also the hormones being off is exacerbating things that would otherwise be happening. So when I think about women that are reaching in their forties 
and they're having like night sweats and um, insomnia and weight gain around like their middle section. A lot of those things are related to blood sugar regulation and metabolism and detoxing. The body isn't doing those things well if it's not making hormones well, right? So whatever's causing you to not make hormones well is also causing these symptoms. But then you get the double whammy because now the hormones are off and that's really amplifying these systems or these symptoms. Um, And so what I've found is that you can start shifting things And a lot of times you just, as hormones naturally decline, you just need to be a little bit more aware and change your strategy about 10% again, so that you don't have those symptoms because you don't have that like buffer of the balanced hormones being there. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense because like two years ago when I was starting my hormone journey, um, I went even to a naturopath and she was like, well, you make... I think my progesterone was like 0.2, like it was super low. And she's like, well, let's give you progesterone because that's like nothing. So she gave me progesterone and then she doubled it and then she tripled it. And I was still like, I was asleep all day, all night, felt like crap, did that for three months. And then I stopped the progesterone, went back, tested again. And it was at 0.1. It had gone down even. So she's like, okay, still no progesterone. So let's stop that because it's not working. And so basically exactly what you're saying, it told my brain, stop making it because we already have enough. And then when I stopped it, my brain was in that pattern of like, oh, we don't have to make this anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So that makes so much sense. And it's so hard because like you're going to a naturopath thinking that you're going to get a natural way. And like, I, I have thoughts there, but What I have found is that most practitioners, natural, functional, holistic, it's rare, I think, to find one. And I know they're out there because I I work with them. I work with functional dietitians and functional practitioners. So I know there's some out there. But the reason my program is created, the reason I, I really went and went hard and heavy the way I did was because I felt the same way. I was going to naturopaths and being like, okay, there has to be a middle point from like birth control metformin or 500 tests and a thousand dollars worth of supplements that make me feel medium. Like there has to be a middle ground. And that Mm -hmm. middle ground is the information. Mm -hmm. You have to understand how your body works. How does your body give you signals? How do you respond to those? Those are totally free. Like you don't, you can go through my program and never take, I don't even talk about supplements till like the last week, but like you don't have to have a supplement. Just like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can say like, Hey, you don't have to buy a halo swaddler. Like we can, we you don't can- have to have the snoo. You don't have to have, oh my gosh, the snoo. <laughs> don't um, get me started. Like mm-hmm. there are so many, there's like such a middle ground. Mm-hmm. And I think what lies in that middle ground, again, just kind of being countercultural, but where we relate is that it's a skill. Naturopaths aren't teaching you a skill. Your doctor's not teaching you a skill. One's natural, one's paid for by drug companies. But like the skill is how you exist with what you really want, with the ability to be in control, with the ability to understand your body, to work with it, to get those results, to kind of Mm -hmm. like be on a journey a little bit. But that's not sexy, right? Because we just want to go in to be told what's happening and to fix it. But the lasting results, the way that you 
learn and apply information that changes your life, that changes your children's life because they're seeing you model it, that changes the way you enter into perimenopause and menopause, that literally changes something that's potentially been generational is the skill. You have to develop something new and developing takes a little bit of time and a little bit of energy. And again, it doesn't mean hard. It means effective and efficient, but it definitely does not mean flashy and quick and cheap. You know it's what not I mean? Overnight. Literally, you're speaking my language. Like I say that all the time. I'm like it's not about the things, it's about the skill. And it takes time. And it t- like everything you're saying is so relatable because it it can all be applied to sleep training too. And so it just makes so much sense to me. It makes so much sense to me. Oh my gosh. Heather, you are so amazing. Okay. I want to wrap this up because I want I don't want to take your whole day, but I want you to tell people, how can people work with you? Um, I know there are so many people out there right now who are like, okay, I need this. So how can people find you? How can people work with you? How can people learn from you? And I will link everything in the show notes, but just give me all that information right now. Yeah. So the program that I kept kind of referring to, this is our main way that we work with women. It's called the total Mm -hmm. hormone reset. Um, this is where it's a hybrid of group coaching with one-on-one. So this is where I am like going all in with you. We're figuring out where are you on that triangle? We're teaching you the method for speeding up your metabolism to make more progesterone, to calm that cortisol down. Um, you get a lot of support and a lot of access because again, like my goal is for you to go through that program and walk out with a skill of like, all right, let's spend eight weeks together. Let's nail this thing in. And like, you're good. Um, and the cool thing is, like I said, at the very, very beginning, the body is so self-healing. And so this program itself has been proven. We're on like our 17th round, I think, because we've just seen like it works when the body has what it needs, it does what it needs to do. Um, and we just teach you what that is and we figure out where you at and how can we apply this in the easiest way for you. So that's our total hormone reset program. We run it quarterly. Um, so our next one starts. Uh, next week, which might be too soon for this episode, but we have some other one. Um, another one. When does it start next week? The 20th. Okay. Um, I'll see if I can publish this before I'll swap it out for another one. Cause I just want, I just want, I don't want people to have to wait a whole, you know, three months if they want to get in. So it starts on the 20th. So I will, if you're listening to this now, hopefully this is in time um, to jump in. So and if not, it's totally else. okay. They can just send me a message. I do a lot of like pre-sale stuff. So like you get bonus trainings if you sign up for the next round and we have discounts and one-on-one sessions. So like there's fun stuff too. If you do have to wait, I make it worth the wait. Okay. Um, okay. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Yeah. So that's, that's where I, you know, that is where you will learn and we will walk together through exactly what we talked about today. Um, okay. if you are, you know, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I, think this is me, but I just want to see if it's a good fit. Like, let's just save time and chat about it. Definitely send me a DM. So I hang out on Instagram the most at Dr. Heather Rhodes. I am in those DMs. Um, I can attest to that. She has responded to me 100% of the time. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I feel like it's a community and I'm like, if this is is where I'm going to be, then like, I'm going to, I'm inviting people into my home. That's what my Instagram is. And I'm like, totally let's, let's talk. Um, and then our website, my website's just www.drheatherroads.com. Okay. Still under construction. I should probably know that. I think it's like medium <laughs> under construction right okay, now. Okay. Okay. Some pages, but Instagram is the place to go if you want um, to chat. And definitely when you go to Instagram, click that link in my bio and you want to sign up for the free pop-up coaching. 
Um, so I do pop-up coaching about twice a month and that is where it's really interactive. It's just like this, kind of like what we were talking. I'd be like, Hey, this is why the birth control isn't working. Okay. Let's talk about your day to day. Like, let me see what's happening for you. Mm -hmm. And then let me tell you kind of where I think you're at and what your best first step is going to be. So if you're feeling that like overwhelmed, I don't know where to start, sign up and come to one of those because, um, they are just really great again. in like connecting those dots, giving you that information, your doctor isn't, and then helping you to also see like, you are not alone. This is something that is very, very, very common, but also very fixable. Yeah. Okay. Heather, you are amazing. I just, I wanted to ask one more question about your, um, about your program. So when you, you launch it quarterly, when you, when you enroll in the program, are you with that group of women throughout the program? Are they working just with you? Do they learn from other people? How does that work? What does that look like? That's so good. Okay. So the program itself is a hybrid of group coaching with one-on-one. So what that means is that you're going to learn the method. We do this in like on-demand, on-the-go training. So they're meant to be listened to like while you are unloading the dishwasher or running kids to carpool. Um, You can speed them up. I made sure. Perfect. (laughs) And they're all very small and bite-sized. So I don't think any of them are over like 35 minutes. And then I give you some action steps to take out the guesswork. And then we are doing customizing and individualizing throughout our time together. So all of us are starting together. You're learning this method week by week. You've got your weekly action steps, but we are talking throughout. um, I have a messaging app. So we run this through a private app and you're messaging directly with me. So I'm seeing, Hey, this is what's going on. You filled out an intake form. I know what we're working on specifically for you. And I'm helping you to just customize and tailor those action steps and what you're working on that week together. I also do this alongside reviewing your hormone markers. So I'm teaching you how to do basal body temps and I'm looking at your specific temps every month. So you're getting that like deep customization of me saying like, okay, this is what your estrogen's doing. This is what your progesterone is doing. Like, this is how we are on the path to fixing that. And I'm just seeing your body's real time results. So that again, everything you're working on is highly focused and efficient Um, and I think again, that's how our clients can see in, you know, essentially you end up getting close to 12 weeks of support. It's eight weeks of the training, but 12 weeks of support. That's how like in 12 weeks, I can see our clients go from like migraines, not sleeping, losing their hair, screaming at their children to literally testimonials that are like, I'm sleeping. And somebody just parented or commented on my parenting and said, I'm a gentle parent. And like, I'm not crashing every day. And my husband's noticing that like, I'm calm and nice all month. And that can all be from one person in 12 weeks, because again, the system starts healing itself. And because all of these things are rooted in the same underlying issue, when we fix that, it all starts kind of cascading on itself. And yeah, it's absolutely community. You're, we're doing this together. We're talking about, you know, how are you implementing things or what's been easy for you? Um, I feel like, like I said, just because we've done it so much, we've really hit a lot of areas of support. My favorite being that I had a holistic chef come in and she's made us two cookbooks that really include recipes that are easy. They're family friendly. They're meant for everybody, but they're still going to hit on some of the, I don't call them like nutrition guidelines. I like to think of them as like guardrails of just like, Hey, these are some of the things your body's going to need. So like, let's include them and like, kind of stay within this, um, kind of like guidance because we think that food freedom means 
you can do whatever you want. But what we really know is that discipline equals freedom. Like yeah. when you have the discipline to be consistent with your sleep routine, then you have the freedom to go out one night and be off a little bit, but your baby has the skill, right? It's the totally. same thing with nutrition. Like when you understand like kind of how everything works, you still have that freedom. Um, but it's just in a way that's not going to throw you off anymore. So yeah, Amazing. um, it's, it's a really fun, you can tell I'm excited that we get to start again. It's a really fun, um, program. And a lot of the girls in there, I think like we just end up being friends. Like yeah, we're totally Taylor Swift outfits and, um, <laughs> talking about how we're potty training our children. It's all types of stuff. Nothing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Heather, you are amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Um, like I said, I'm actually going to swap this out. I want to, I want this to air just in time for people to be able to jump in your program, um, in case they want to, in case they're ready to change their hormones. So thank you again for being here. I will link everything in the show notes, everybody go find her on Instagram. She's the best. Thank you again, Heather. Thank you. If you want to learn more about the resources I have to offer, head to thesleepfairyway.com or follow me on Instagram at the underscore sleepfairy. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.